You don't even drink coffee. Oh, yeah, like a milkshake or... <laughs> oh, you don't mean take... You don't want to say a milkshake thing. <laughs> this includes venues as well, so when you go out, get that rig out before you get kicked out. That's uh, something That's, I live by. Because I know we'd go to horse camps, and you'd meet everyone, and then everyone would keep in touch Sorry. with you. You'd get on MSN, Sorry. and then... You really address that. What? <laughs> what kind of camps are you going on? Anyway, week of a lifetime. It was absolutely massive. I was uh, all over the place, driving hours Didn't and hours a day. Didn't you just do your weekly update? Well, that was not it. I got you there. Hey, mate, you've got me. You've got me. Oh, yeah, dude. And I'm feeling oh, yeah, energized. Well, mate, I'm Let's feeling go. good, you know. I sort of had this weird feeling all morning, um, you know, that angsty feeling where you, you feel like something's wrong but something isn't. I never get it, so that's why I find Ooh. it um, I find it really strange. But now I'm talking to you, oh, all my worries just disappear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you've forgotten something and then yeah. once you start listening to The Road Guide and giving it five stars on Spotify, you realize that <laughs> nothing, nothing is forgotten anymore. <laughs> exactly. Nothing can stop you actually as well. You're, you're about to get another essential life tip so that you yeah. can really just seize the day. Um, and uh, yeah, we're all about seizing the day. We've got a, a really strong guide for you today. One that's going to come in, come in handy for all our love struck or uh, hopeless in love rogers. But before that, let's have a quick update. Um, an actual weekly update. Amazingly. The first proper week long weekly update and Doss I imagine that you're probably having a hard time making it sound sick now because previously you've farmed like six months of prior <laughs> experiences for Whoa. your weekly update but now you've only had like a few days to think of one um what's been happening in your life dude honestly it's it's been pretty chill <laughs> <laughs> I hate to admit it Pathetic. like I honestly like I'm looking at it my weekly update and it's it's a tough read <laughs> like it's two lines <laughs> six two words lines. total <laughs> six words total like i don't know like the first thing is like so obviously i was bragging about the osteo the other day um and well now my hips fucked like it's in You're so joking. much more pain did the osteo do it so like he sort of said this might happen where um, like it sort of overcorrects in the recovery. So because the muscle's been so, well, the hip's been so tight for so long, now that we've released it, the muscles aren't, don't know what's going on. So they're just sort of reacting with pain. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, so that sucks. <laughs> so, uh, I, like, I, like, like, that sounds right. But do you ever wonder with like experts and professionals, people that are like properly smart, like doctors, engineers, whatever, um, they like stuff up and then they just spin you some yarn that sounds like medically possible or like, you know, physically possible um, like that. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Um, I've done everything right here and I haven't fucked you up. But there's a chance that completely naturally the hips are going to just, you know, feel painful and, and shocking after this. It's all good. It's for this <laughs> yeah. other reason. But actually, it's well, like that's just a total spin from them because they've gone like oh man i should not have leaned so hard on this hip i think i might, <laughs> might have damaged it and just have to spin some yarn if he told me that if i went to sleep with a spoon on my head i'd wake up pain-free i'd do it <laughs> like <laughs> this is what i'm saying that you know you got to trust them but i mean sometimes i'm just not sure 
because you can't can't always be going in to like get fixed up and come out feeling in worse pain than before. I'm sure the pain's got to improve and you're gonna feel loose and fresh and whatever. But that's just my that's just my theory. All the doctor rogers and engineer rogers, um, let us know if that's something that you do just to, to cover your tracks anonymously, of course. Yeah, of course, anonymously. Uh, and then yeah, well the other three words of my weekly update is <laughs> I think I'm slowly turning Italian. That's not possible though, is it? <laughs> Well, I was thinking that. I was like, I wonder what it takes to become an honorary Italian. Because, I don't know, I'm just, I've been up at my pasta game lately. And I'm starting to think I can make a claim. Okay, so what's the pasta? Are we talking carbonara here? Uh, I did actually, yeah. So, like, obviously I've made carbonara for years. And after doing Italy and, like, having the food and the carbonara over there, I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Why, Why can't I try and make my carbonara better? So I've just been, I've been doing everything I can to increase my game and it's slowly getting there. I'm not saying I'm Italian yet. I just want to know what level I need to get to, to reach that honorary Italian status. Two things on this is that one, Danny, my fiance, does not rate the, the way you make carbonara. And she's actually told people, Dan's best mate makes carbonara by not splitting the eggs or something. Is that, is that true? Just, I, don't, I don't want to out you here because you're talking big game about being Italian, but all our Italian rogers, um, I'm pretty sure he doesn't split the whites from the yolks or something. He just dumps it in. So, Doss, yeah. is that the case? That is the case. And I, I just can't waste it, man. I don't want to waste it. It's good protein. The yolks. So I, don't know, I don't know which one you're supposed to keep because I'm, I'm not claiming to actually I'm sure it's the white carbonara. Okay, Fuck. so you... you, you Anyway, whatever. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But um, anyway, the other thing I was interesting, I just watched today. Funny you should mention that. It was um, Gordon Ramsay who went to Thailand. Oh, Gordo. Um, <laughs> big Gordo. And he was like cooking up a meal for the monks in this kitchen with a proper Thai chef. And yeah. he, Gordon was like, mate, let me just, I'm going to make you my pad thai and just tell me what you think. Because this dude is like the keeper of pad thais, basically. He's like a top Thai chef. And yeah. Gordon makes this like really delicious looking, delicious sounding, great ingredients pad thai. And this chef, like the look of actual genuine disgust. Now he was friendly and, and chatty beforehand, but the look yeah. of genuine disgust on his face when he's like, you call that pad thai. Like that is, <laughs> like that's good food or that's fine food, but that is, an, a, that is a total like slight on my entire culture basically. Um, and Doss, to to tie this into what I'm talking about, I feel like you're, you're having a Gordon Ramsay moment with your carbonaras and Italy is actually, they won't have you. <laughs> well, I need to do a course. I need to go back to Italy. I really wanted to do that, actually, do a cooking class. I'm going to start would doing be that, so, that would be That would be so cool to, to, like, go to a country and just absolutely learn how to make their dishes because, <laughs> like, that yeah. is a power. Oh, that is a power move. Yeah, that's definitely. I think that's that's a that could be a road guide, road guide to to cooking. <laughs> that's okay. a great one. All right, yeah. whip it up, whip it up. The other thing I'll just quickly say on this is that Danny's pesto is a certified Italian nonna's recipe, and it is phenomenal. We had a huge pesto chat at work the other day because I came in with it to have my um, leftovers, and oh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, as far as for myself though, uh, always an exciting week. Always a busy week. You know how it is with me. You know how I deliver week in, week out. Um, it's actually my first week back at work um, after four weeks off. And I am contractually obligated to not provide any further information about how that adjustment has been going from being a free man for a whole month back to, you know, the uh, not the shackles. Of course, they're not shackles of 
of uh, of professional life, but um, let's just say it's been it's been different and it's been an adjustment. Meanwhile, though, my life at home there has been some excitement. Dos, in your uh, apartment, how many brown snakes do you reckon you might come across in an average week? Ah, uh, just probably one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel like I feel like Jed is just is just losing his crap right now hearing that, um, and clearly you are too. But uh, no, I uh, I've got a brown snake in my shed, and it Ooh. I scared it away the other day, um, not intentionally. I was sort of trying to get a good look at it, see how big it was, and it's just, it's only medium sized, and it slithered out underneath. And I'm like, sweet, you know, saga over, brown snake's gone. Came back the next day, and it's back in the exact same spot. Um, and now I'm going through the difficulty of trying to remove it. Um, humanely, of course, because I actually love snakes and mm. I don't actually fear the brown snake. I'm, I want to say this as well, just so this is on the record and you can you know, show people this when I'm about to say happens. Um, I reckon I'm going to get bitten by a brown snake. There's a very high <laughs> chance. I really do. I really th- I'm, I'm totally at peace with it. I really genuinely think I am going to get bitten by a brown snake. I do think I'm going to survive because... That's the attitude that you've got, you know, that's the attitude a, a true bloke's got to have. You just will survive anything. Um, yeah. And I will survive the brown snake bike and have a sick story. Hopefully no amputation or anything like that because, you know, that can happen. But I reckon I'll survive it. That being said, um, yeah, I really do not want it in my yard or around my house because I've got a beautiful little doggy. I've got a fiance as well. I don't want Danny to get bitten, of course. But, I mean, my <laughs> little doggy could get bitten. And that would, that's just like, that's, if, yeah, if, if. If my doggy dies because they didn't get rid of this brown snake, oofed. Because, you know, bad things happen. Snakes are out there. Yeah. I understand that in the wild. But in my yard, in my house, no, not happening. So um, watch this space. I'm going to give you an update on the brown snake saga uh, next week. And Doss, no more updates on your brown snake sagas, please. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Or well, do you want to know two fun facts that might help in your endeavors? Let me hear so, it. So the smaller the brown snake, the more venomous. They are. Oh, oh bruh, that's not good. This one, this one is small to medium. Yeah, that's why I thought I'd let you know. Because I'm like, you oh, definitely no, don't want to get bitten by a small one. Oh. <laughs> uh, and secondly, I don't believe they're territorial. So um, if you do scare it off, it's not like you'll come back. So you should be right. Okay, well, it, it has come back once, but hopefully it, it, this time when we scared it away, um, we, were, we were trying to catch it and it just absolutely legged it, slithered away. Like It was really impressive. It used all the obstacles to its advantage and slithered off. Um, but I think we are actually we actually scared it, properly scared it. Um, so yeah. watch this space. But hopefully there's no tragic update in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think like it came back the first time because it sensed weakness and it sensed it could control no, the area? No, the no, no. I don't think that's what it sensed. I actually think... It sensed a friend. I think it, it sensed my friendly... I was admiring the snake. I was like, snakes are beautiful. You know, they are really <laughs> beautiful animals. And I think it, it, weakness or a friend, I mean, I'll leave that up to you to decide. Yeah. Oh, um, actually, you know. no, I reckon, I reckon you're flirting with the snake. Oh, get and out. I, I might have been. We need to do a road guide to flirting. Oh, true, because it's it's important that you do sort of give me a bit of a breakdown on flirting because I may have been flirting with the snake successfully and not <laughs> been aware because my experience with flirting over the years has been, it's been mixed. It's been, you know, sometimes it's really good, but I'm not sure if that's 
because of the flirting. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, and sometimes it's really bad. And, and it's the really bad times that stick in my mind. So that's where I feel like I can come from with some good advice because I can put myself right back into that moment where you know, I can feel the sweat sort of forming on my brow when I'm like, oh no, I'm, bomb- I'm bombing here. And, um, and this, this, is, this isn't good. But uh, yeah, definitely do. Uh, I'm looking to get flirting tips from the master because, you know, Doss, you are, you are the, a bit of a ladies' man, a bit of a Casanova. Um, uh, and me, you know, as much as I've, depends on what your measure of success is, you know, I've, I've sort of sealed the, sealed the deal, secured the bag a bit. But, um, but you're still out there in the world, um, you know, trying things out and, and testing new strategies. So I feel like I could potentially stand to learn something here. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Uh, it's an interesting situation because, like, how do you deem success, you know? Like, you're the one that's, you know, getting married and I'm the one that's still out there. So, like, yeah. maybe you don't follow my advice and follow yours. <laughs> so, you know, you know, though, I, I actually uh, took a – look, I was definitely flirting with um, with Danny to, to secure the deal. But yeah. um, because I was, as mentioned in a previous episode of dating a coworker because I was so concerned about there being a workplace incident happening um, where I misread, um, you know, whatever science she was giving me, I took a no flirt approach. Like, strictly, <laughs> and you know, I, I was like shooting things down or like being kind of, you know, obfuscating kind of things. But, um, yeah. but, but realistically, I was most successful when I didn't flirt at all. And I don't know if that's a tip, but it's one thing to keep in mind. Sometimes if it's meant to be, it's just meant to be. And no amount of like, you know, being weak, having weak chat or having weak game. Sometimes you can't even, can't help yourself. You just, so you, you just. You were sliding into the DMs, like finishing your sentence with like, regards, Daniel Prosser. <laughs> <laughs> there was no DM sliding happening. It was strictly like we'd hang out. We'd, you know, and, and then if, if I was sort of, we were traveling around to, to the outback, sort of going to different pubs each night sort of thing for the road trip. And, yeah. um, and you know, just when things would start getting fun, I'd be like, yep, bedtime, catch you later. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's when it's the most dangerous. And um, oh, fuck anyway, yeah. <laughs> as mentioned in the previous episode, of course. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's sort of my experience with flirting. Yeah, well, I think step one, it's eye contact. Eye contact is the the key to any flirting. Like realistically, you can sort of say anything, but if you're making eye contact, it could feel flirty. Wow, you you think sometimes that you both just the sound disappears, you both lose lose sense of like hearing and sense of talking, and you're just basically looking at each other, uttering pure gibberish. Exactly. Like wow. if you're making eye contact, it becomes it creates this tunnel where no one else is involved, and it's like. There's sort of a couple of seconds, and if you hold it those extra two seconds, yeah. it just instantly just becomes a smoldering intensity, um, and that's that's the moment. <laughs> that's the moment where you can say it. Smoldering intensity. Holy! Listen to you, dude. God I was, damn. I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> um, eye contact is a really funny one though, because I I'm a huge I'm a big eye contactor. Um, you know, when I'm confident, when I'm, when I'm, you know, when I'm in the right place, but, um, but eye contact can also be like really intimidating and it can be, you know, you're, you're really sort of staring someone down. Um, you know, I think of Darcy's eye contact 
And, um, and that, that could be really scary at times, you know, really, really intense. It's like not a smoldering intensity, more like a, um, <laughs> I'm in danger intensity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I actually got told off because um, I, like, I thought I was making eye contact. But like, so which, like, I don't know which eyes are you meant to look into because you can't look into both if you're looking at them, yeah. if you're at a close proximity. 100%, 100%. And then, yeah, this and girl was saying that I was- do people notice when you're jumping between each eye or do you focus yeah, on Yeah, do they? I don't know. I will admit, okay. I want to know, but I was yeah, getting in is, trouble. I, I, I was getting in trouble because uh, she was saying that I was looking at her nose <laughs> instead of her eyes. <laughs> because I don't know. I don't know if I was trying to look between her eyes. You might have or... been going cross-eyed trying to look at both or something. <laughs> yeah, she's like, why are you looking you're at like, my nose? Like, you're like, oh, she's, you know, she's worth me looking at, trying to look at both eyes and just realize that, you know, you, you went cross-eyed on the nose. <laughs> yeah. So that now, might did, did, did she get, was she self-conscious? Was she like, hey, can you stop? Look at my nose, please. A little bit, yeah. I was like, oh, oh shit, no. what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> yeah, but I thankfully, I followed some of the later steps and it still managed to, to work through flirting magic. All right. Um, look, I, I'm not sure what steps you're talking about, but my um, my step two is is to be good looking. Step. <laughs> Where I've got a feeling this is, this is the step you were thinking of. Um, <laughs> now, being good looking, it's, it's something that, you know, you, you can really try and strive towards and to work on. Um, it, it's, it's a bit of a hack in all things in life. You sort of do get, um, get the benefit of the doubt sometimes. People don't think you're a bad guy sort of thing. Um, same with flirting. I feel like there's like an opening window where like maybe your first few lines are just like utterly weak and maybe you're, you're shaking in your boots sort of thing. But you get given that, that extra, that attempt just to try and get into a conversation um, that's really important. It's not really a tip on flirting and it's probably not something that you, <laughs> you can necessarily improve, but, um, but it is something that, uh, that, that, you know, that really helps out is, is to not necessarily even know how to flirt, but a certain level of just people being attracted to you, it, it can help. It can help with flirting big time. Yeah. I, I wonder if like the Rogers are sort of starting to understand that part of our like business plan for the podcast was that with every three episodes, one of the steps has to do with fluffing up our own egos. And <laughs> this week we've got big good looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an important step. It's important. Hey, we can't deny it as well. You know, good looking roosters. Uh, <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta be real about it. I mean, I'm sure if we ignored this step, people would say, look, it's easy to, well and easy to say all these steps, but you gotta, you gotta look at the, look at the facts here and, um, you know, we're God's gifts. Let's face it. Yeah, and you've got to play to your strengths. And it just happens to be that our strength is, you know, level 100. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, if you don't quite have good-looking attributes or you're just not quite fully confident in how your flirting's going, well, step three, physical touch. It's, it's key to sort of understanding how your flirting's going. Mm. Yeah, so right. Like, it's, but it's if not they, like, if they rec if they recoil, it's like okay, hang on a second. hundred <laughs> percent to be fair. <laughs> if they flinch, then you're in trouble. <laughs> Don't do this in the workplace, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just a soft sort of physical touch, you know, like yeah. um, you know, laugh at one of their jokes and then just like touch their head. Or like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, or um, if you're walking past oh, them, big cutie. if you're walking past it to like, go get another drink or something, just like the soft drop the shoulder hand on the back, drop the shoulder. 
<laughs> Run through them. Yeah. Let them know that you're a big dog. Yeah. Also, let lets them know that you know you haven't really you're not really seeing them, so they need to sort of up their game a bit. Yeah, it's 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 a double whammy that one. Yeah, exactly. And if you're in like a really busy room, um, like the physical touch is just like bump them out of the way and just like, and like oh sorry I didn't see you there and just sort of nice. highlight highlight that you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes us back to step two. Yeah, we're back to step two, baby. <laughs> um, look, that's that's really good. I think physical touch is a really big one. I think that the sooner that you can get there, not that you should rush it because you can definitely whiff it and suddenly become a bit too um, handy, but obviously reading yeah. the room. Actually, step four, oh. read the room. I eh? think it's important, especially if you're going to be making physical touch um, and going on like that. You need to read the room because... I feel like I feel like there hasn't been a time, and I could be wrong on this, where someone has not been interested in me and I have not been able to tell, you know? Where where someone yeah. has been like genuinely like, nah man, like keep moving sort of thing. And I haven't been like, yep, yep, all right, go on, keep moving on, carry <laughs> on. <laughs> Plenty of fish in the sea. I'm okay, I'm okay, get back on the horse. Um, <laughs> and you can find that out pretty I reckon pretty quick. I reckon within three lines of like chat. The first line, maybe, you know, they're, they're caught off guard. So maybe that's why they're not super keen, like super um, ready to chat. And the second line, then you can sort of tell like, oh, they're actually sort of, you know, really not keen. And then the third line, you can probably try and disengage. And if they don't want you to disengage, then it's good to go. But like, if you disengage and they're like, yeah, cheers. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't bother. So read the room. Definitely don't want to be making mistakes. Um, it's, it's an important one in all circumstances, read the room, because um, as much as we do think we are God's gift, um, <laughs> I, I know from experience, and Doss, I'm sure you do too, that it, not everyone likes us, man. Oh, I do, actually. As you're explaining <laughs> that, I know a great example that I had. So most of my rejections when it comes to like reading the room is sort of when I meet footy players, <laughs> like when I meet oh. NFL players out. <laughs> And um, I think it was a few few weeks ago now, but I met um, Sam Frost from Hawthorne um, <laughs> out and I was just sort of chatting to him and like his mates were there and, and I was getting on well with him, but his mates were just like, oh, just like toxic vibe. Yeah, you know, read the room, like, oh. oh man, like move on sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they played for Hawthorne as well and they were just like pissy that I wasn't giving him any respect. <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, nah. Don't you, guys- don't you know? Don't, don't you know I'm the Ford Pocket? Like, I'm 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 a, I'm a player too. Yeah, I was like, bro. Like, Sam Frost is in the six four plus club. I'm like, we're allowed to talk. You guys aren't there. <laughs> like, I don't care if you play for Hawthorne. If you're not six four, I ain't got time for you. <laughs> yeah, I I wonder if that's like that could be their their strategy as well. Like Sam says to his mates, "Hey, fellas." Um, People are going to come chat to me and I'm going to maintain my, you know, there for there for the fans, there for the people kind of image but and chat back. But I need you guys to be as like, you know, indirectly hostile as possible to make that a situation that most people would find themselves, you know, quickly trying to get out of. So uh, that could possibly have been absolutely good form from the lads there. Uh, what? <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that. Why no, would you, why would you Sam, turn on me in my own podcast? No, Sam <laughs> wants to be my friend and he these guys friend. stop me because they're jealous. Yeah, but it's right. him, like, I sh- maybe I should have listened to more of our steps and <laughs> made more eye contact with the others in the group maybe. Is um, this your, is your first um, example of flirting 
uh, your chat with Sam Frost. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a curveball. This is the road guide to picking up football players. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's that's an area where I sort of struggle more more so in. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like step five on that sort of on that note. Actually, you just gotta fear nothing. Yeah, you, you just gotta, gotta, gotta be confident. Sometimes for sure. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. As as the great man Kobe Bryant once said, "You miss every shot you don't take." So you just got to shoot. You got to shoot. It's the mama mentality. Oof, that's it. <laughs> you just got to keep grinding. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm for sure, for sure. No, yeah, I, I fully agree. You just got to, got to keep going. Um, know when you want to, know when you're not. Um, yeah. Don't push it, don't push your luck. But um, just know that, you know, even if the person you're talking to isn't, flirting with isn't the one, um, could be a good chat, could be fun. You never know. They could introduce you to the one. You just, you know, just all flirting, I don't think is always necessarily um, uh, like sex orientated, you know. Sometimes I think yeah. it's just good chat. 100%. Yeah. And like just practice. I've said this on other podcasts, I'm sure. Just practice on bartenders because they legally have to flirt back to you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's in the contract. It's in the contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, they're really used to having drunk people sort of talk to them, so they, they know how to navigate it really well. Yeah, yeah. Just and also, sort of- they, they're, they're probably busy, so they can just leave you at any moment to get to fill up another drink, and you probably don't have to feel like the crushing rejection. You think, oh, they're just exactly. doing their job, you know? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're a bit busy. I might just leave them to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was why. That was why you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't respond to my physical touch over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> The, ba- the bouncer's coming my way, though. What's going on here? Oh, I'm going to flow with the bouncer now. Oh, and the bouncer's using physical touch. <laughs> He's really good at this. Oh, is, he, is he taking me home? Where is the door? <laughs> Shit. Like I said, fear nothing. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, there's the, the road guide to flirting. Hopefully you learned something new. Uh, maybe there's something that you think you could teach us. I mean, it's not going to work for me because I... I I don't care to be honest. I don't. I'm out of the game. But uh, but maybe you hear something we said and you think, oh, actually, Dos and Dan, Dos, Dan, you're giving advice that's like five years ir- irrelevant. And and Dos, um, here's some advice that's going to help you secure the bag. So um, let us know. Get on the Instagrams. Get on the the social medias. Um, send us a message and um, and we'll react to it and we'll read it out in the the next step. Perfect. Love it. And I might have a big call for us today. <laughs> oh, really? But uh, so basically, I'm sure everybody's. No, well no, aware. no. I don't know if I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can. I'm running out of time. I'm gonna hit the road soon. Oh, you could have just let me finish my sentence, but fucking whatever. Okay, go, mate. <laughs> go, mate. It's too late now. I was just gonna say we're clearly incompetent, and I had someone lined up, and then I told him no because I was like, ah, we're probably not doing it. And now that we're doing it, I think they've gone to bed or something because they're in the US. Difficult Yeah, man, I bring exotic people to this nice podcast. Dude. Nice, dude. I might try and get Danny on again, my fiance, my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that took two years to get her on once. <laughs> but anyway, uh, more importantly, everybody is in love with Dossel's Dosser. I've heard great reviews. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we have a bit more, which is exciting. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Dossa, yeah. what, what are, what's, your, what's your situation has your mate gotten themselves into this time? So this time, my friend um, 
they told me a story. So this isn't super recent, but uh, it's very juicy. And I'm interested because uh, obviously dating apps are fraught with danger. And this yeah. is a catfish scenario. So basically they skipped all the normal steps that we say that you should do on first dates and all the rest of it and online, uh, rookie, online dating. Yeah. So they've gone with the first date at their place, which is fraught with danger. Um, so this person's rocked up and, um, the, um, and then the girl is well and truly catfished him and, um, probably (laughs) used photos from a long time ago when she was a little bit healthier. And (laughs) basically he's like, all right, I have to get out of this situation now. And so I can't remember how long he was in there. I think he was in the house 20 minutes. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's a bit of time where you can get a bit of an understanding of him. That first reaction, you, you know, the first impression obviously wasn't yeah. a good first impression. And then yeah. he's explained that he's like, oh, sorry, I left my wallet in my car and he's gone back to his car and then got in his car and drove off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> From his own house. No, he went to her house. Oh, thank gosh. Which, oh, <laughs> that is traumatic. Like, oh. for everyone involved, like, everyone, everyone's in the wrong in this scenario. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily have sympathy for either party because I feel oh, like, man. like we've said in our online dating episode, you have to show what you freaking look like because yeah. that's the world we live in. Like don't you, cause you're running your risk for yourself. Like you've set yourself up for this potential to happen. And then obviously from the, you know, my friends side of things, they've set themselves up to fail as well because they haven't gone to a more, I don't know, neutral location where you can actually sort of take a bit more time to get to know someone. Um, but yeah, going into the deep end at their places, yeah, fraught with danger. And this is clearly oh. a, a shock scenario that <laughs> did not work out for anyone. <laughs> I wonder, did he like, I wonder if he was like heading out to the car to like clear his thoughts. Yeah. The situation, or if he was just like, nah, I, I'm, I'm going to that car, I'm getting that car and I'm driving off. <laughs> it's a bit of a coward's approach, I reckon. <laughs> but then again, like, how do you have that conversation with someone when you're just not feeling it at all so early? No. No, I, yeah, I, I definitely think, I mean, at the end of the day, both of them deceived each other to some degree. Yeah. Um, and may, maybe the, the onus wasn't necessarily on him to be like, hey, not feeling the vibe, I'm just going to leave, which probably to me is what I would have done. But uh, yeah. in fact, yeah, I, I, I can't even talk my way out of this one. I would have just been like, yeah, no, nah, it's been real, but uh, <laughs> I, I got to go. Like, oh, shit, I left the oven on. <laughs> and I've got to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> this I've scheduled where... another date. I've scheduled another date for seven twenty, so I've got to scram. <laughs> yeah, so dull. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to leave it hanging. You know, I'm a good bloke. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You want to be honest. <laughs> Got to let her know what's up. <laughs> yeah. So that was my bit of uh, juicy dossels gossip um, for, oh, for this week. The scandal. The the life of city people dating just continues <laughs> to boggle my brain. How if you live in the city and you listen to this. How do you expect to find love? I just don't even know. Mate, this was in the country, bro. No one's safe. Oh, no one is safe. Wow. <laughs> was it in a small town? Because like his house was probably like across the street or something. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily a small town, but yeah, not a, not a city. Wow. 
breaks your heart to hear it that these <laughs> kinds of practices are, are seeping into the country where good, yeah, still good-hearted, going on. innocent folk, you know, should should be able to live their lives in peace. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have you got anything else for us? Have you got a, any secret process segments that you've been hiding up your sleeve? Oh yeah, I do, mate. And it's called I Got to Go to Work. So, <laughs> God uh, damn it. <laughs> So I'm going to have to call it a day here and it's been real. But uh, once again, uh, if you want to get in touch, suggest a road guide, something you need help with, or uh, to critique our guide suggestions, absolutely open to hearing them, jump on the uh, Instagram. And uh, of course, as Dossel would have you do, go on to Spotify and any of the streaming services. Five-star review, of course, and uh, some kind words. And uh, tell, tell us in, in your review which one of us... No, don't say that. Don't say that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Ignore ready for that, that emotional damage. Nah, no, I'm, not, I'm not ready for it either. <laughs> if you could kill one of the hosts, who would it be? <laughs> kill one, married one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's been real. It's been real. It's been rogue. Okay. That's all I okay. got. <laughs> I don't know how to close that. <laughs> all right, let's work on that. That's potential for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, catch you later.